Court is in session every Monday to Friday at 11.30 a.m. Judge Jerry, only on SABC2. This is Carabo, the boss's favorite, the host with the most, especially with the new clients. <laughs> He's a stakeholder. Get it? Stakeholder? But when she gets that notification that her favorite show is on in the next 10 minutes, she knows home time is calling. Speaking about the stakeholders, they're on the line now. With SABC2 giving you the best of family entertainment, you can kick back and relax because it's home time. No matter where you are, enjoy new primetime entertainment from 7 p.m. with family reality, cooking shows, game shows, relationship-driven shows, and travel game shows that you'll love. SABC2. Feel at home. Download the SABC Plus app today. As part of efforts to ramp up its investment mobilization drive, government will, on 13th of April 2023, host the fifth installment of the South African Investment Conference at the Santon Convention Centre. To keep you up to date with unfolding developments, stay tuned to SABC News. South Africa Investment Conference, accelerating economic growth through partnerships. The Viewpoint is leading the conversation all across South Africa right now. Stay tuned to SAFM. on The Viewpoint. Yeah, so the final story beckons, ladies and gentlemen, and on January 19, 2023, a series of civil unrest occurrences in France began, organized by opponents of the Bourne government's pension reform plan, which would raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 years old after the day of March 28, which was very well attended in the streets of Paris, Marseille and Rennes. And the day of April 6, the eight trade unions have again called for a new day of interprofessional strikes and demonstrations scheduled for Thursday, April 13. Constitutional Court in France now will rule on the law's legitimacy as France prepares for the 12th day of protest against pension reform. The contentious pension law reform has finally passed through the French Parliament, but unions are still fighting ahead at the Constitutional Court's forthcoming decision on whether the reform, in fact, is constitutional. Kofi Koko, analyst with interest in French politics, is on the line to engage us on this very critical topic. Kofi, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. We appreciate your time. Thanks very much for having me. Good evening to you and to your listeners. Now, let's go back before we even talk about this. In 2010, French pension reform strikes happened. What lessons has France not learned from 13 years ago on the same topic 13 years later to now, again taking to the streets because the government, Labour, and the people do not find common consensus with each other? Well, it's not that the the French hasn't learned anything. In fact, the people of France have learned, the French have learned a lot. I mean, they have a history of social, civic fight and consciousness. They're deeply involved in their lives, making life better, 
they don't value work over life per se, but they're trying to find a balance. So the history of social, you know, protests, strikes, and riots comes down to that. And I think if there's one thing we know about the French is they're always going on strike. They're not happy about something they're going to strike. So the people who really haven't learned much are the successive French governments and perhaps their backers, the capitalists who back them, who are still tweaking with the social well-being of their own people. So from 2010 and even before that, in the 60s, started way long before that, you know, there have been tweaks and tweaks. And the idea that you have to work for a living and make life your work is something that the French don't buy into it. In fact, the system, the social system by constitutional right, allows them to have three months vacation, which is a rare thing in most uh, countries around the world. So they're very serious about, you know, uh, their pension rights, uh, retirement, retirement early, and they believe that the new so-called pension reform, because it's not quite a pension reform per se, but a lot of things that are packaged into this uh, uh, this uh, this act. That, that the president, uh, Emmanuel Macron, wants to run through. And what we hear, especially in the media, is just that, you know, uh, that the president and his group want to move or raise the minimum retirement age from 62 to 64. And the French don't like this because what it does is it robs them of two years of potential, not only, uh, you know, to retire with with the strength a bit, but also with a lot of money, because if you retire later, you lose some pension money. Well, can you then give us a synopsis of what this legal reform is? In other words, what is the constitutional court being seized with in France? I know you said it's not just the pension question. There are others. What are the others? Yeah, I mean, key to it is that um, most most workers have uh, most workers, especially low, uh, the key thing is low-level workers that work so hard physically in a world where things are so difficult. So by the time they get to that age, they're already tired. <laughs> that 62, they're already tired. They don't need another movement. So that's the, the key to it is when, when we talk about 62 to 64, it's not just moving that age, but it's looking at the conditions of people's work, pay levels. You know, pay levels have gone very, they're quite, they're, they're, they're President Macron, since he came in 2017, have moved things into sort of a very much American style where you can fire people, not easily, but, um, you know, you don't treat workers right. And so the French are looking for a bit more of the, not just flexibility, but to keep those rights they had, the ability not to retire early, but to have better conditions of work, and then also take vacations when it's possible and feasible by law. Is it not unrealistic in a world where, whilst I understand the French culture of laissez-faire perhaps might be what truly informs the response of the unions and the public at large, and I could be wrong, but I think generally that is what I got from your initial remarks, is it still appropriate to embody that sort of thinking in a world where the cost of living has increased and where money is becoming quite a scarce currency, no pun intended, somebody has to fund that and Macron is risking being unpopular to ensure that the integrity 
of France and by extension the social security that otherwise it prides itself on is protected by asking this generation to sacrifice two years. What is what is a hard sell about that? <laughs> well, this is the, 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 the workers and the unions are saying exactly what you're saying. That's the capitalist narrative that, you know, somebody's got to pay for this, somebody's got to pay for that. Of course, somebody's got to pay for it. But they already believe that there is enough resources by the government in the government coffers to be able to pay for these things. And if and well-reorganized priorities are taken care of, especially on social spending, they shouldn't have these problems. And we know. And the French, in fact, the unions and, and the civic society and organizations are complaining that much of the resources that the, the French government has in the coffers are redirected to, I wouldn't say non-priority, but priorities are not social at all. And they're very concerned that much of the resources are also going towards supporting the war in Ukraine. And those diverted funds are not helping them, per se. So the, the capitalist narrative is say we need to work harder, we need to work longer to be able to produce. Although in part it's true, but the French will say, no, you don't need you know, labor. Working is not supposed to be the kind of thing um, that should be sustaining our lives. We don't work to live. We must live to work in part. And that's the kind of uh, narrative. And these are clashes between sort of socialist-minded or social-minded people and a capitalist government under Emmanuel Macron was basically a, a banker who just an investment banker managed to to become president and the president's approval ratings in France is below 30%. That's just shocking. I think it's about 28%. And two-thirds of the people are against this law going through the constitutional council. There it's called the constitutional council, but to us we'll call it the constitutional court, which is supposed to be taking place this Thursday. I think it's on the 14th. And so there have been the, the unions and, and civic societies have been really rioting and striking in France because they don't want that to go through. So the Constitutional Council are going to take a look at it and see if they can either change part of the, the, the act or throw away the whole thing or ask the government to take it back to Parliament. Well, it's essentially now, from what you are saying, a question of whether or not the French culture, the French social culture will prevail, or mm. the capitalist realities of the incumbent and whoever might be sponsoring his thinking, Emmanuel Macron. I don't Indeed. understand there to be a simple fine line of saying, let's meet each other halfway one is probably going to have to prevail. Now, in the world yes. in which we are living, where the West is under pressure from okay. the geopolitical movements that are gravitating towards the East, being Russia, mm. India, China, mm. South Africa being a beneficiary of that, because I don't quite think our stake is as secure as perhaps some of the other nations there might be. The, 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 the questions that are being put to the dollar and how obviously some questions of security, NATO being demanded more of, particularly in the previous regime of Donald Trump, and how France, by extension, has to obviously cough up more. And France's contribution, if you like, to the questions in Ukraine to which you have mentioned, and in Syria and in other parts of the world, all of this needs to be funded. Now, it has to come from somewhere. So in that regard, of course, it makes sense for what Emmanuel Macron 
is suggesting. But even the reality, if one were to espouse the other thinking final comment, that social life that France wants to have, is its time not over? Because if you look at the world over, it's very different in reality. Three months paid leave, who gets that? Is it not time to simply say, guys, get over the dream, get over the honeymoon, this is the reality, compare us to anywhere else in the world, you still have it better off? But that's exactly the rebel mindset of the French, the social rebel mindset of the French, who are now, not, not that they're against uh, what uh, you just said about what the capitalists are saying, three months, why would we do that? In fact, there are parts in Europe, uh, part, uh, uh, nations in Europe where um, a, a woman gets about six to nine months after giving birth. I mean, you can't do that in the United States. You can't do that in Britain. Yeah. These are very extreme capitalist societies where so social issues are not prioritized to the height. And the French are saying, we want to prioritize our social issues. So we, we need an alternative way of living, not just working to death. And I think these are the clash of, you know, uh, mind, not just of, 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 of ways of life that are coming together and I can tell you the way it's been going, the French president's going to have to give up because there's no way he's going to stand to be able to make it uh, in front of crowds that are going to be rioting, striking for months and months. And the French are very, they have solid stamina. It's not like in South Africa where just one day of shutdown, everybody's just <laughs> screaming out. <laughs> they have a culture. And I think perhaps we can learn from them when we want to get things done if the government is not moving. But this is something to watch, and I can tell you there will be more riots and protests to come. Well, we certainly will be watching the story and following its developments, and we certainly know who to call for those anecdotes. Kofi Kouako, analyst with interest in French politics, my good sir, thank you so much for your time and indulgence of the point. Thanks very much for having me. 22 hours, everybody. That is the viewpoint for this week. It's time for news, after which it's Mr. Oliver Dixon.